Hey, Manager After God friends. Thank you for your continued faithfulness and listening each and every week. Jennifer and I have often shared with you about how important prayer is in the life of a believer. It's so important, in fact, that we're told this in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for us to pray, and we want to inspire you to begin praying for your spouse and marriage every day. This world hates marriage, and so does our enemy because he knows the power that your marriage is meant to have in this world. He knows that if you and your spouse are praying and chasing boldly after God together, that the impact Christ will have in and through you will be powerful. So we need to be praying more than ever before. Our heart is to encourage you along with everyone who listens to this show to be praying for your spouses and your marriages, to be strengthened, renewed, healed, prepared, and empowered to do the ministry that God has for you to do in this world together. So, Jennifer and I would love to invite you to join the thousands of other couples in taking our 31-day marriage prayer challenge. This is a completely free and fun way to build a habit of prayer in your marriage. All you have to do to join is visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and fill out the registration form. Once you do that, you will begin to receive an email every day from us during the 31 days to not only remind you to pray for your spouse, but we'll also give you various topics and prompts to help you know what to pray for. We dare your marriage to start praying like never before. Start the challenge today at marriageprayerchallenge.com. Hey, we're Anna Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about our need for romance, both physical and emotional. So first thing we're going to talk about is, of course, the differences, which might be pretty obvious, but we just want to bring it up before we start. And I just want to say that we're not here to uh, pick the battle for you of which one's more important. We're not talking about, yeah. you know, physical being more important than emotional or vice versa. We're here to just talk about the differences, share our our perspectives and our needs that we've had mm-hmm. in our marriage and how we've kind of um, wrestled with this one a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's not easy going to the table to talk about intimacy. It's not easy to talk about our sexual needs mm-hmm. or things things that we, you know, feel like we're yeah. lacking in marriage because we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings or sometimes we're just motivated by anger that we just can't even get to that conversation. Mm-hmm. And so our biggest goal with today's episode is just to bring up the conversation, share what we've been through and hopefully give you guys some encouraging tips and biblical perspective, uh, biblical perspective yeah. on on how to address this in marriage. So again, we're not talking about which one's more important here. We're just talking about that both are so necessary for mm-hmm. a marriage after God. So Aaron, in our marriage, you tend to have more physical needs and mm-hmm. I tend to um, have more emotional needs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true for every marriage. I doubt it because we know some people that are, it's flip-flopped yeah. for them. So every marriage is different, but I thought we could start out by you sharing from your perspective, uh, kind of define what some physical mm-hmm. romantic needs are. And then I could describe what some emotional romantic needs yeah. are. Uh, before I describe the differences, I'd like to say that I, th- I think that it would be dangerous for us to think that I have physical needs only and you have emotional needs only True, and that that's just how we are. Um, I think we need both. Yeah. Both of us. Um, me getting physical needs met is an emotional thing. Also, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a chemical thing in my body. It's a biological thing that we need. It's, it's, it's a spiritual thing that Mm -hmm. happens. Um, and on the other side, the emotional connection that we have is we, we, we need both. Mm -hmm. Um, so this isn't to say like, well, so-and-so needs that and the other person needs that. And then therefore they have to figure that out. Um, I think we could forget that we need both together. And I would um, say just to you know, encourage that thought that knowing that we both need both 
is uh, really good for the marriage because then everything mm-hmm. that we pursue and do within our marriage can involve both of those things. It's not one or the other. It's not mm-hmm. a, a separated venture. You know, it's it's yeah. all encompassing and incorporated. So, uh, but the physical, of course, is, is sex, uh, but not just sex. is It's being touched. It's mm-hmm. being um, pursued and um, having that physical pleasure with my wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a physical need. And um, often there's one or the other spouse. I think it's very rare that both spouses have the same sexual drive. Um, But regardless of the drive, it's a necessity. Physical connection, physical intimacy, sex, um, sexual connection is spiritual and physical and and necessary. And that actually starts before you even get to sex, right? Like that's throughout your day Mm -hmm. when you're holding hands with each other or you walk by each other in the kitchen and somebody touches each other. Like that's... It's a constant Which goes to the emotional side of things, which is why I said that they're both necessary, Mm -hmm. is what kind of relationship, which we've walked in this for a season, of just fulfilling the one person's needs and the other one's, you know, the other part of it, the emotional part of it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very cold thing. It's just sex without the, without the emotion. It's sex without the affection. It's sex without the connection. And that's not what God desires for mm-hmm. us as a marriage after God. He desires oneness. He desires one flesh. He desires us to be intimate and yeah. close and loving and cherishing. And so, yeah, like you said, the, the, the physical act, sometimes it's just like, Hey, let's just get this over with. But the, the more healthy way to approach it is it is happening throughout the day. Sex and, and, and physical intimacy is happening throughout the day as in the, you know, me telling you that I love you, me, you know, touching you, you know, yeah. in the, in the middle of the day and, and reminding you that I'm thinking about you. Yeah. And so that's what you're talking about leading up to, you know, the, the intimacy time. Yeah. It's happening way before that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so on the emotional side of things, um, you know, it's showing those romantic gestures. Mm -hmm. It's it's connectedness. It's talking to each other and knowing where your hearts are Mm -hmm. at. And so um, when I think about emotional needs, it's it's kind of like in order to get to sex, you have to get some other stuff out of the way. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to um, have your hearts free and clear of of contention and and um, strife and just hard things. Being one together and again, it goes back to that oneness. Um, and being together. I do want to share something from our experience that mm-hmm. I think um, I could add to this. Um, when you're talking about, you know, physical needs, there's been times where you share with me, I just want you to want me. And yeah. I wanted to share that because... The conversations come up a couple times. It's been a few times. <laughs> and it's because I don't pursue you in a physical way, yeah. like I should, like we talked about throughout the day. And you shared with me how, you know, this idea of wanting me or you, me wanting you yeah. uh, comes in many different forms. But one not of just fulfilling for is, me the task that I'm right. I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not just to like get it over with, but it is to, you know, come up behind you and massage your shoulders or, or kiss you or it, all the different yeah. physical affection affectionate ways that mm-hmm. I can show you my love and, and my also pursuing you. me sexually. Yeah. Like initiating. Yeah. Initiating. Yeah. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about marriage after God and, and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of the episode. It's been a, it, it, it is a huge thing, and that's, again, that's the emotional side of things. Um, I'm not in a relationship with 
you know, my wife for the sake of just getting my needs met. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could feel that way if I'm just looking for a sexual, mm-hmm. you know, gratification, like, oh, just take care of me, you know, and yeah. th- that's not reality. And like, that may be the case every once in a while, um, just because of time and mm-hmm. life. And, you know, all these people that are watching and listening mm-hmm. are experiencing the same thing, just the constraints of the, of life. Um, but knowing that you desire me, yeah. knowing that you want to be with me and want to pr- initiate with me because you want me yeah. um, is the emotional spiritual connection that I desire is not yeah. just the act right um, right on the physical side yeah and on the flip side to this um, I would say that we've had mm-hmm. conversations about me explaining to you that I want you to like know where I'm at first I want you to mm-hmm. um, ask me how my day was you know like mm-hmm. if I'm in the bath you know before bed I want you to come in and just and talk a- to you and, and talk yeah, to me and, and just engage with me so that it's Have not adult just conversation time yeah, yeah. so that it's not <laughs> just jumping into bed and like getting to it but that there is that yeah. that face-to-face time and so we've we've had different kinds of conversations surrounding um, you know sexual intimacy yeah. and romance and the things that we need and I would say that that's the most important thing that we want to encourage our listeners with today is just to be willing to go into that conversation and share each other's needs, share, you know, the different types of things that could be encouraging to your heart, you know, and whether they're emotional or physical and make sure that you guys take that conversation and then use it to implement the things that are needed. So that would be the first place we would invite you guys to start with is, is talking about this. And we do this in almost every episode is we, (laughs) this idea of communication is say, what you you know is going on in your heart and talk about it not for the purpose of fighting and saying you never do this I was going to say don't wait until you're so frustrated and fed up that it just comes Mm. out in an explosion of emotions we we are called to have self-control and I think that if we can get to the the point of the issue before our hearts get to that hard place it will be much easier for us and and that practicing Mm -hmm. of constant communication is so so valuable for especially situations like this where we're talking about um, intimate things. Yeah. So the first scripture I want to bring up is in first Corinthians and it's in, it's first Corinthians chapter seven. I'm going to read a few verses here, but I want to get at it. Like we could talk about like his needs, her needs and, you know, physical, emotional, and you know, how do we balance that? But I think it's important. I don't think it's important. I know it's important to recognize that this isn't just like a suggestion. This isn't just like a, well, you know, figure it out on your own basis. And you know, maybe sex isn't important to you guys. And maybe, there's there's something that we need to recognize that there is an actual order mm-hmm. and there's a responsibility and there's a calling in our marriage for this area. And let me just read this. It says in First Corinthians chapter seven. Now concerning the matters about what you wrote, which you wrote, it is good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. But because of the temptation to sexual morality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So there's a lot of scripture, but the first part I want to talk about, he said it's good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. And he's talking about this idea of like outside of marriage. He's saying it's good to to remain celibate and to remain pure. He says, but because of our natural um, inclinations, our natural Mm -hmm. passions, because of temptations and because of sexual immorality that's in the world, it says we should have our own wives. And it says that each wife should have her own husband. And then he goes into actually the perspective as husbands and wives that we should have by the command of the Lord, by the word of God, Mm 
on our relationship with each other and our physical relationship with each other. It says that the woman's body is not her own, but her husband's. She doesn't have authority. My wife doesn't have authority over her own body. Meaning, nope, I will only let you touch me when I say you can. I will only have sex with you when I'm ready. I will only have... like Using she, it as a weapon yep. almost or, you know, controlling well, as a, it. When we talk about oneness, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. It's saying, like, actually, like, you have no say yeah. in my body. And on the other side, I have no say in my body. That my th- that the authority of my body is my wife's, and so the idea is that we're one. Mm-hmm. And this sounds like a hard scripture because it is hard because we're learning this idea of oneness, and it's yeah. it's a it's a daily sanctification process. Mm-hmm. It's a daily walk of learning what this looks like in mm-hmm. marriage. And I say this with, um, hopefully, that you guys are walking in discernment in this, and that you guys are both yielding your hearts to the Holy Spirit and to God. That you would say, okay. We don't know how this looks, but we're going to actually say, okay, Lord, help us walk in this mm-hmm. um, because this could be abused. And I know people have abused this of me saying, oh, your body's not yours. It's mine. I can do what I want with it. Mm-hmm. But if I just take that stance, first of all, I'm forgetting that it also says that my body's not my own. I'm also forgetting that it tells me to walk in an understanding way, as it says in first Peter, yeah. um, with my wife. It also, I also forget that it says to love my wife as Christ loves the church, giving himself up for her. Mm-hmm. I, it all, I also forget that it says in the Bible to consider others, others as more important than yourselves and to not only consider my own needs, but the needs of others. Mm-hmm. I would li- literally throw out the rest of the Bible that it tells me to do. And I'm just trying to use this scripture to control my wife is not how this is meaning. It's not what this is meaning. But what it's saying is that our perspective on each other is that, wow, like my body's my wife's, mm-hmm. my wife's body is mine and we are one, mm-hmm. one flesh. And so, you know, how, how have we walked in this? Like the, this, this has been a journey for us. We're still on it. Yeah. I mean, for those of those listening that know our story, um, it's wrapped up in a lot of turmoil when it comes to sexual intimacy. Yeah. We've just, we've struggled in that area. And even though we have had healing and have been able to enjoy sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. um, still mentally and emotionally, it can become a hard thing, especially yeah. in and out of seasons of pregnancy and postpartum and everything. Yeah. So it has been, it has been hard, but I think that, you know, knowing this verse and God bringing mm-hmm. it up to our hearts, um, in the midst of our needs, I think that we have done a really good job of um, reminding mm. each other of what our needs are and yeah. and where we're at with each other and to pursue each other. Yeah. And so the first thing is, is recognizing that this is not something that you get to choose your own way of doing it, mm-hmm. that the Bible tells us to not um, withhold from our spouses. And this happens on both sides. Yeah. Um, For different and it happens on, at many different levels. But... It says, it says, do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement and for a limited time. So there's so many different reasons why we might deprive each other. And it's always in agreement, not... I was going to say, I think that yeah. part is so important to realize that it's in it's in agreement, that you're still maintaining that oneness mm-hmm. and that intimacy of we are a single unit and yeah. our bodies are not our own. So the limited time thing is, is that we, the idea is together, we've decided like, hey, there's going to be a season. Maybe it's postpartum, which happens. Yeah. There's, there's four months or other things, three other physical health issues. Yeah, or there's health happen. issues, or there's, um, you know, actual geographic separation. Yeah, we've known couples that are in the they military, of that. or um, firemen that are gone for a while, or there's like lots of different mm-hmm. truckers. But again, it all comes back to agreement, yeah. and both having the understanding of like, hey, while I'm away, I'm going to keep myself pure because it's not my body. And it's what my else? Wife's. 
pray for each other. And you pray for each <laughs> other. And it says for prayer for other reasons. So like it's it's essentially saying like maybe you're going to take a fast a, a season of fasting mm-hmm. for the purpose of prayer. Or, you know, or distance or, you know, these things, but we've agreed upon it. And then it says, but come back together. Yeah. Hey, we just want to thank you again for listening to this week's episode. We just wanted to let you know real quick about a devotional set that Jennifer and I have written called Husband and Wife After God. Uh, The purpose of the devotionals is to help you draw closer to your spouse and to God. We wanted to read you one of the reviews. Uh, This one's from Samantha L. And she said, I'm in love with this book. It's helping me to refocus daily on what a godly wife should be instead of what we see as a norm in the world around us. The activities, scriptures to look up and prayers to pray are helping me to focus my daily life on God and my husband more than ever. So all you need to do is head over to marriageaftergod.com forward slash devotional at the end of this episode and get more information about the Husband and Wife After God bundle. You know, so there's a safety and a protection in the having a mutual understanding and a mutual agreement in how our um, physical intimacy is going to be played out in our, our marriage. Yeah. And what's great about that is the agreements requires communication. So you're talking to each other yep. about it. And it's not like one person is Back just to the communication. I know yeah. it's not just that one person has, you know, set up in their mind. Oh, this just isn't going to happen for this season yeah. right now. And the other person has no idea. Right. And so I think that mm-hmm. it's really important that going back to that agreements, like it requires communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine how that would be if I just kind of stopped, you know, talking to you intimately and stopped touching you like, and, you know, asking how your day was. And I just kind of stopped doing that. And I mean, all in of a sudden mind, my insecurities would rise up <laughs> and I'm just assuming everything's fine. And I'm not, I have like, Oh, I don't need to. She knows how I feel, which happens. Yeah. And you're just sitting over there like, what's going on? Why does it, does he not love me anymore? Does he like that? Yeah. And I'm not telling her like, or I'm, you know, I'm just kind of decided in my heart. I'm not going to emotionally connect with you. Mm. Well, you, and, then, just, and then expectations, right? That everybody's got yeah. expectations in marriage. We're constantly wrestling with those, but those flare up too. When something like that You're happens, like, wait a minute, why is it that he must, yeah. something's going on. Yeah. But look on the flip side, like, let's say like you and your heart, you've just decided like, I'm just not in the mood for the next you know, a few days or week or month and you just kind of avoid me sexually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we've gone through seasons on both sides of this scenario of that happening and it just tears us apart. Yeah. Um, we just, it, it tears apart our, our spiritual um, strength and connection. It tears apart our oneness it's and emotional our, stability in the home. <laughs> and like this says, we get like, it says uh, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. The other thing that happens when we do this, when we just kind of deprive each other, we get frustrated with each other. <laughs> we give Satan a foothold in our marriage yeah. and an ability to tempt us. Yeah. Um, you know, with me, with my temptations, not that this is an excuse, like my wife, not fulfilling um, a sexual need of mine mm-hmm. is an excuse. It doesn't give me any justification or right, but it absolutely puts me in danger of, of, of stronger temptation and um, falling into sin. Yeah. It, that, that's the whole point of this, of coming together and being one. And like we talked about last episode is that we, we actually care about our ministry and we, as a, as a married couple for the kingdom of heaven. And it's not just what I need and what I want. And like, Oh, I don't like the, no, we're, we're considering like, Hey, this is actually good for our marriage yeah. that we think this way, that, that we're one in this way because it protects us. It strengthens us. And there's so many, uh, just on the physical side of things, biological benefits from sex, yeah. <laughs> you for, know, for better sleep, less stress. <laughs> um, you're healthier. So there's God actually made sex a, a thing that makes us healthier mm. <laughs> the more we have it. So mm. it's a good thing. And then the emotional side of things, it makes us spiritually healthy and, and spiritually connected where she just knows throughout the day, whether I even use a word 
that she knows by my actions and the way I'm pursuing her and the special things I'm doing, um, that she knows she's loved and cherished. Yeah, that's true. Which leads us to the next verse that we were going to bring up today, mm-hmm. which is Ephesians 5, 25 through 30. So this is the famous uh, marriage scripture, 5, 25 <laughs> through 30, or it starts at 22, but we're going to start in verse 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. Now listen to this verse in verse 28. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. So as we just read in 1 Corinthians that your body, you don't have authority over your own body, but it's mine. And I don't have authority over my body. It's yours. Again, going back to that oneness, yeah. we are one flesh, you know, we are together and that we think that way. Mm-hmm. This is again saying to the husbands, but the idea is, so it says in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. Okay. Cause we're one. Um, it says for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of the word nourish and cherish, it's this idea of like a plant. You're like, you're watering it, you're feeding it, you're, you're protecting it. And then cherish, you're taking care of it. It's, it's in the special place in the house. It's, yeah. it's got your attention and mind and your heart. And so I think of that on the emotional side of things, because we talked a lot about the physical side of things, but the emotional side of things is just as important because it, it's a part of the physical. Right. Um, so cherishing you and nourishing you and and you doing the same to me of like because we 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 cherish and nourish our own bodies so why wouldn't we not do it to our our spouse you know Mm -hmm. so when i just talk about this emotional connection side um you are definitely a much more emotionally connected person you desire emotional connection you desire that romance the the whimsical the the out of the ordinary the which is the idea of romance anyways taking something out of the ordinary and putting into the extraordinary yeah um getting out of the mundane i was going to say i just want to interrupt to just say that romance is so necessary for for a marriage after god because we can get so good at being focused on what our work is or what our job is or what the things are that are set before us mm-hmm. that we've we've agreed are our priorities and that we yeah. need to be doing we're just and, going and we're just going yeah. and the schedule's working and you know the communication's working and everything's going but then you look at each other and you realize you haven't looked at each other the way you did when you first started dating in a really yeah. long time and I think that's really important. or haven't looked at each other for a, a given amount of time at all yeah <laughs> like yeah. hey how are you doing hey yeah. where's your heart at hey how could I bless you today hey how can I treat you special today um, so you're right like the romance is, you know, that's a word that we, you know, we use in today's society, but the idea is just, it's doing something to kind of break the normal yeah. so that it doesn't just feel like the every day we're just keep going and we're going and we're going and we're going and we, and I forgot to like, look at you and I forgot to like, <laughs> to snap you out of the nor- ordinary and the normal to remind you. I was yeah. like, Hey, actually like I'm thinking about you. And what's so great about that is that the, the breaking up the, of the ordinary, mm-hmm. um, is just moments of thoughtfulness where I feel cherished because I mm-hmm. know that my husband's mind is on me. I feel valued. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for you. Like when I do small gestures throughout the day, whether it's physical affection or emotional connectedness, you know that I'm thinking about you. I'm considering mm-hmm. you. I want you. Mm-hmm. I want to be near you and I want to be with you. Yeah. So what are some ideas? Because we want to give them some we're going to give you guys a little bit of practical stuff. Um, we're not going to give extravagant romantic gestures because you can come up with those. Um, there's tons of those. That That'd actually do. be a great conversation for you guys to go home yeah. and talk about is what are some ways that, you know, you can feed each other's spirits and, yeah. and hearts through gestures. That's a really yeah. great thing for you to do. 
So, um, what are some ideas? Because we want to, like, what are everyday ideas? Well, we just came up with a few, but um, simple things like lighting candles in the bedroom. Um, I went to Hobby Lobby and mm-hmm. I got these, like, sconce things to go on the walls. They just because, screwed right in the wall. That'd yeah, nice. but it's really nice because it keeps it away from the, any of the kids. It's not, like, on end tables or anything. And yeah. there's just two of them, but they're kind of big and, and they light up the room. And so mm-hmm. it gives you that romantic feel. I think that's a nice one. You um, like it when you come in or you get out of the shower and the candle's already going. And you're yeah, like, I'm like, oh, oh okay. Oh, he's doing something different tonight <laughs> yeah um again thoughtfulness yeah um putting music a playlist together that you know is yeah. is romantic for the two of you that you would appreciate so that it's not just silent mm-hmm. um plan a fun date night before if you know that you, you you have a physical need of like wanting to go to sex plan a fun date night ahead of time where you guys are just laughing and playing and having mm-hmm. a good time of of that connecting emotionally and yeah yeah before I end, um, face to face, sometimes we jump into bed and we both know we, we need sex, but we need to talk first. And I have some things that I need to get yeah. off my chest. So. The lights are off and you can't see each other. And- yes. And sometimes I've just turned my phone on and be like, Hey, can we just chat for a second? Yeah. <laughs> so just make sure that you're getting that face to face time. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a bath together. There's been mm-hmm. times where you come in and you just sit on the edge of the bath and, um, and ch- chat or play with your hair. You'll, um, wash my hair for me yeah. and, or, or turn it into a back massage. And so doing different things like that could mm-hmm. be really, um, playful and, and include both physical and emotional connectedness. I have an idea of like, you know, the, just along the lines of physical, but it's, it's more like a foreplay where you're you know, massage, like a foot massage, right. you know, Hey, I'd love to, yep. can I give you a neck massage? Can I have you? So That's on the, good. on the wife to the husband side or vice versa, you actually mm-hmm. love massages. Yeah. Um, but just starting physically without it immediately going to the, the main event, yeah. you know, yeah. and taking the time to be like, Hey, I just, I want you to know I'm, I like to touch you and I want to make you feel good. And mm-hmm. I want to encourage you. And while we're, while I'm massaging, I can ask you like, how's, how's life? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. You know, is there anything in your heart and mind and just, you know, massaging you and, or you massaging me? That's really good. Um, another idea that we came up with was just, um, mm-hmm. making the bed and then putting a chocolate on each pillow. And that's just, again, you walk in the room and you're like, Oh, Somebody was yeah, thinking it's of me. It's like, wait. Yeah, it breaks huh. up the ordinary, right? Yeah. And so that's our goal with all of these. Are it's just you know simple ways yeah. of kind of surprising your spouse yeah. and making them know that you're thinking of them, mm-hmm. that you want them, and that you want to be with them. One that you've used a lot in the past, um, and I really enjoy it because you know I I love to be affirmed with words. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll stick little notes in my lunch, or she, you know, when I went to Africa, um, you put a note in almost every every pocket, every I pocket could find in your backpack. So every time I'd unroll a shirt, there was like a new <laughs> note of you just encouraging me and reminding me of some scripture and praying for me and telling me that you love me and um, so and I know that you enjoy that there's been times that I'll write a note on the mirror while you're in the shower yeah. and you get out and, and while you're you know drying your hair, you see the note and, yeah. you, and you just, you feel special. And you're like, yeah. Oh my gosh, he came in here out of his way, wrote a little love note to me real quick. Um, so these are just things that remind your spouse that they're on your mind and heart yeah. and it cherishes them and nourishes them. It, it lets them know that they're thought of, that they're not just on the back burner, that they're just, not, they're not just there to fulfill a need when you need it, mm-hmm. but that you're, you, you're on the same team and that you care. Yeah. And so like the idea is like that I cherish and nourish you just yeah. like I would cherish and nourish my own body. Right. Um, but that we do it together. So all those emotional little, um, you know, things that you could do for your spouse are all a part of the whole, you know, intimacy and romance and, you know, the part of the, the, the physical and emotional connection that mm-hmm. 
is really the glue that makes us stronger and stronger in our in our one flesh. Yeah. And again, going back to it, protects your marriage. It protects yeah. your marriage um, unity and where you guys are at, where mm-hmm. your hearts are at. Um, because when intimacy requires vulnerability and mm-hmm. that opening up of you can have me and I can have you and I mm-hmm. know you and you know me. And in order to have a really strong, intimate relationship, you have to be able to have that vulnerability happening mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. And just the last thing I want to point out in this adventure of like, as you st- as you sit down together and you decide like, hey, we need to talk about this. Yeah. You know, what are some things that we could just to add romance and add um, emotional affection and add physical connection? Mm-hmm. Um, because those are all, they're all important. The physical one's a command. <laughs> the emotional part is a necessity for the command. Um so, you know, as you talk about that, um, recognize some things, you know, when we would talk about things, you'd give me an idea of, of something romantic I could do. Um, but then you also, there'd be times I would do it and you would struggle with it because you're like, oh, I told you, I don't yeah. want to have to, I don't want to have to tell you what to do. I want you to just come up just with Just read it. my mind. Um, so what I'm getting at is, um, being okay when it, like having to talk about it, yeah. being okay of having to present to your spouse, like here's some ideas that would really make me feel and special. And it doesn't lessen the value when they do it. What it means is that they're listening and they care so much that they're actually going to implement the they're things that, try it. Care, yeah. that help you. So receive it, yeah. learn how to receive it and, and to look at it and be like, wow, like they're going out of their way to, 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 to try some things. Yeah. Uh, and also to know that none of these things are, um, inherently natural to us even though sex should be natural it actually it's something that you have to work on it's something that you have to build and strengthen emotional connection there's stuff that we have to build and strengthen we have to walk in the spirit and say okay lord i want to be this you know for my spouse so that we could be stronger so that our ministry for you is is protected and Mm -hmm. strengthened and that we could just be so close and so one um and that's the goal the goal is not just to get what I need and just get you what you need because that's what it could feel like. And all that is, is doing this. Yeah. It's just fighting each other. Yeah. Um, but walking together, communicating, being on the same page, saying um, we're going to do these things because it's good for both of us mm-hmm. and that it's a necessity and that it's a command and it's something that the Lord desires for us is um, what we're going to pursue together. And that's that's what a marriage after God does, yeah. you know. It's good. I do want to just really quickly, I know we're at the end of the episode, but one thing that I think going into whether it's physical or emotional Mm -hmm. um, romance, the one of the hardest things is initiation. And I think that we've struggled. We've had our fair share of this. Yes, big time where, um, you know, I haven't initiated in a while and that. Um, trips you up and then you don't want to initiate or whatever the the thing is. Or I'm silently sitting back waiting like, well, I'm wondering she's going to. Yeah. And so. (laughs) Sabotaging us. And I'm just bringing that up not to, uh, you know, further this conversation anymore because I I feel like we've given you guys a Mm -hmm. lot to go home and talk about. But I do want to say, don't let fear or anger or frustration or bitterness or any any sort mm-hmm. of emotion keep you from initiating and also don't wait for the other person to initiate be bold be yeah. courageous be someone who is willing to love your spouse no matter what even if it takes them six months to get to the point where they're initiating be be what you want well i guarantee and i can't get really guarantee but imagine if if every day i was intentional and i and i pursued you emotionally and i was like just filling that up in you it would be nearly impossible for you to not want to reciprocate. It's true. It's just natural. You're like, man, what's this is what's going on? Yeah. Um, and this leads me to a, a tip and a strategy on this idea of initiation. 
and I've tried to walk in this, and I know you've tried to walk in this. I'm not perfect at it. It's something that it's a it's a talent I'm trying to build. But um, you know, when it tells us to consider others as more important or to consider the needs of others, yeah. um, there's oftentimes that the moment I get the thought of like, well, she hasn't pursued me in a while and why won't she just come and, you know, be with me? Or I, you know, when I start thinking about what she needs to change in towards me, I use that as a trigger to remind me that, that it's probably something that I need to change in too, mm. because we're one. So what I'll do, and I've tried to, you've, you've noticed, noticed. <laughs> when I, the moment I think like, man, I wish she would just pursue me. It's been a while. You start doing, I you start pursue stepping her. up in those specific areas. I take the responsibility and I say, okay, instead of trying to go change her and serve me, mm-hmm. I use it as a prompting to serve her. And I say, well, I bet you I haven't been pursuing her emotionally. So I go out of my way. I set the candles. I I draw her a bath. I put some music on. I put some essential oils on. I, I say, hey, I got the kids. Go just take an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, and she, she recognizes it. And I... And I'll remind her in the moment, like, hey, like, I'm not trying to get this to lead anywhere because I don't want to have um, expectations and requirements on when I do something special for you, right. you owe me. Right. That's not what I'm trying to do it for. I just use the the moment that I'm thinking that you haven't given me what I des- deserve mm-hmm. to remind me that I should give you what you deserve. And what does that do for your heart? Um, well, it changes my heart because it reminds me that it, to be more Christ-like. Yeah. Because Christ came to serve, not to be served. And it blocks that those negative emotions of like bitterness and frustration. Yeah. And you know what it does? It usually ends up in my benefit. Yeah. <laughs> not it that stops I, the crazy cycle. I don't do it um, with that mentality. I tell myself like whether she gives me what I want or not, I'm going to do this for her mm-hmm. because this is it's called leading by example. Yep. If I desire her to do it for me, I should do it for her. Yeah. And so when the moment I think like, oh, she isn't, why isn't she, I wish she would, I do it. Yeah. I say, okay, I'm going to pursue romantically. I'm going to, and so, and then you've, you've taken by example and then you do it. Yeah. You, you think to yourself like, oh, I need this. And then you, you start pursuing me in that way. Yeah. Um, so I hope you can use that as a tip in your own marriage. Um, the moment you think those negative thoughts to your spouse, why they're not, you know, giving you what you deserve or what you need or what they're supposed to give you through Flip the word of God. <laughs> Flip it around yourself and say, okay, I'm going to lead by example on this. I'm going to go and do for her what I would desire to do for me. What's the golden rule? That's good. That's really good. Do unto others as you would have yep. them do to you. So just apply the golden rule in the area of romance and intimacy, physical and emotional connection. And I promise you it'll benefit you. Yeah. If anything, it'll make your heart right before God and it'll make you closer <laughs> to him and he'll, he'll bless you because he loves us being um, obedient to his word. So mm. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We hope that it encourages you guys to consider your romance, to consider your physical and emotional needs, and talk about it with one another. We love you guys, and we hope that you're encouraged this week. See you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com, and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Hey, Marriage After God friends. Thank you for your continued faithfulness in listening each and every week. Jennifer and I have often shared with you about how important prayer is in the life of a believer. It's so important, in fact, that we're told this in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for us to pray, and we want to inspire you to begin praying for your spouse and marriage every day. This world hates marriage, and so does our enemy. 
because he knows the power that your marriage is meant to have in this world. He knows that if you and your spouse are praying and chasing boldly after God together, that the impact Christ will have in and through you will be powerful. So we need to be praying more than ever before. Our heart is to encourage you along with everyone who listens to this show to be praying for your spouses and your marriages, to be strengthened, renewed, healed, prepared, and empowered to do the ministry that God has for you to do in this world together. So, Jennifer and I would love to invite you to join with thousands of other couples in taking our 31-day marriage prayer challenge. This is a completely free and fun way to build a habit of prayer in your marriage. All you have to do to join is visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and fill out the registration form. Once you do that, you will begin to receive an email every day from us during the 31 days to not only remind you to pray for your spouse, but we'll also give you various topics and prompts to help you know what to pray for. We dare your marriage to start praying like never before. Start the challenge today at marriageprayerchallenge.com.